Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Bonjour, bonjour, bonjour. And as I say that, I can hear in the sound of my voice that it is a time of concerns for us here. It is today is St. Patrick's Day, and uh, it's 2020, and the reality we could say of our human experience that that version of reality. Uh, the illusion, the intensity of density is getting more intensity. And this is the time that we were born for, truly. So let's begin with a prayer and a blessing. And I place my hand on my heart. I invite you to do the same. I am so grateful and so thankful for the infinite love and the pure intelligence That is our true identity, so grateful and thankful that our magnificence and our greatness is pre-installed and that it is available to each and every one of us. We are grateful and thankful to open ourselves to the unlimited, unprecedented flow of divine goodness. We are grateful, truly, truly grateful. Grateful to know and to recognize that there is wisdom, there is freedom, there is purity, there is wholeness. Each of these spiritual qualities are omnipresent, omniactive, always available, and we're choosing them now and all spiritual qualities. Wholeness is our very essence and nature. As God's nature is to be complete and whole, we are the microcosm, and we are grateful that it is our nature to bring forth evidence of wholeness, expressions of wholeness. We are grateful and thankful to open ourselves to this awareness fully and completely right now and to relinquish any sense of unworthiness. We are grateful to share the benefits of our healing and our expansion with everyone because we're one with them. In gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen. 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 So our topic today is accepting the unacceptable. And I recognize that we have a library of recordings in this podcast, uh, 440 recordings, something like that at this point. And uh, I've been doing this for, good gosh almighty, almost nine years. No, ten, nine years. Yeah. So that's quite a bit of time. And (laughs) wow, I didn't, I hadn't really thought about that before. That's quite a bit of time. So who knows when this will be listened to in the future and how things will look from that vantage point. So I'm pretty much going to stay on topic today, uh, though it's tempting to comment on things related to the coronavirus. Uh, I will weave in things and I am uh, reminding everyone that I write daily inspiration. I call it my daily shot of spiritual espresso and I record a prayer every day. You can get the podcast of the prayers or you can just listen to the prayers at my website where my daily shot of spiritual espresso my blog is published every day you can subscribe to it so in times of challenge and difficulty what seems like trouble uh, it's good to have resources to fall back on so this is a free service that I've been doing for about a dozen years and it's there for you if you'd like to subscribe to it jenniferhadley.com forward slash blog. 
I believe is the URL. And text messages. We're going to have text messages again very soon. You can sign up for those. Inspiration um, from me personally, my thoughts of inspiration and uh, inspiration from A Course of Miracles could be very helpful to you at this time. I'm just going to uh, ask that you make a maybe a a monthly donation of a few dollars to cover our costs because it's fairly costly. All right. So accepting the unacceptable. There are two aspects to this. One is what's unacceptable to spirit and what is unacceptable to ego. Because they are in opposition. They are not the same. (laughs) So what is unacceptable to the ego is God's unfailing love. God's perfection, our perfection, because we're part of God. Of course, miracles are very clear. We're part of God. And God could not be God without us. So we're part of God. And God is perfect. So our very nature and essence is perfect. That is unacceptable to the ego. Absolutely unacceptable. So on a spiritual level, we can really make advancement by accepting what is unacceptable to the ego. The the most potent thing we can accept that's unacceptable to the ego is the atonement, right? So what is the atonement? Accepting the atonement means accepting that we're one with each other, that we're not separate, that we could not be separate, we never have been separate, and we never will be separate. We are one with each other now and forever. This is the truth of our being. And so let us accept it. And we can simply say, I accept the atonement for myself. I am willing to accept that I am one with everyone. I am willing to accept that I am perfect as my creator is perfect. Let us accept these simple facts and truths. Let us be grateful for them. Grateful, grateful, grateful. And what is acceptable to the ego, that we're sinners, that we have shortcomings, that there's something wrong with us, that we are unworthy of love and unlovable, all of these things that are completely acceptable to the ego thought system will not do for spirit. They are not acceptable to spirit. So this is so important for us to realize. Do not accept that which is false. Accept only that which is true. So that which is unacceptable depends upon your perspective. Are you looking at things from spirit's perspective or ego perspective? Now, in this, one of the things that uh, I was guided to to share about is there in chapter 6, Section 5 is called The Lessons of the Holy Spirit. And uh, I believe I've done episodes of the podcast on these lessons. So I know the first one for sure, which is to have, give all to all. To have, give all to all. And the second lesson of the Holy Spirit is to have peace, teach peace, to learn it. To have peace, teach peace, to learn it. And the third one is, be vigilant only for God and his kingdom. Be vigilant only for God and his kingdom. So let's just start with the first lesson 
of the Holy Spirit, which is to have, give all to all. So what does that mean? It means if you'd like to have love, give love to all. If you'd like to have peace, give peace to all. If you'd like to have a sense of freedom, liberate everyone from your prison in your mind to have some experience and knowledge and awareness of something of value, share it, extend it, to have compassion, give compassion to all. To be a compassionate person, give compassion to all. To experience compassion from other people, give compassion to all. And it's a wonderful way that we can practice. Now, that, of course, is totally unacceptable to the ego because the ego's a hoarder. If you find yourself hoarding, you know you're in alignment with ego and not spirit. So it's, we don't have to make any sacrifices, but we're here to extend love and compassion. And in fact... I'd like to just share some things that I shared about in my daily spiritual espresso recently um, in order to be truly helpful to others. I write this this um, daily shot of spiritual espresso, and if you're on my email list, you may have gotten it on Sunday. And I'm just going to read a bit here. I say, these interesting times are the ones that we came here for. I know that anyone who's reading this email decided to incarnate at this particular time for the purpose of being able to be a beneficial presence at this time. Let us not shirk from our opportunity. Let's dive into holding the high watch of remembering the truth despite all appearances. Now is the time for spiritual students to commit to being truly helpful day in and day out. Spirit will guide us in the how of it if we're willing to allow ourselves to be led and guided. Let us step up and be of service to the light. The best way that we can be of service is not to be afraid. How do we do that? We don't judge things. We accept them as they are. After all, why wouldn't we when we know that everything works together for good and there are no exceptions? Let us not start making exceptions and finding fault. Let us choose love and answer the cries for love with compassion. The more we practice, the more helpful we are. And Here's a quote from A Course in Miracles. The truly helpful are invulnerable because they are not protecting their egos and so nothing can hurt them. The truly helpful are invulnerable because they are not protecting their egos and so nothing can hurt them. Let us be miracle-minded and miracle workers. And then here's another quote from the Course, it's Miracles Principle number 18. A miracle is a service. It is the maximal service you can render to another. It is a way of loving your neighbor as yourself. You recognize your own and your neighbor's worth simultaneously. Look, I know it's challenging to not make the world real when the intensity of density is amping up, but it's for this time that we were born. This is the perfect time for us to really go for it. This is the time of our liberation, and we have everything we need within us to accomplish it when we put the higher Holy Spirit self in charge. This is precisely why every day I write inspiration and record a prayer to go with it. You can join me in cultivating the willingness that raises us all up so we can be truly helpful in this world. 
Please share my daily prayer with anyone who would find it helpful. The prayers are also available in a podcast. Today's prayer is for rising above the battlefield. Click to listen and pray with me now. We shall overcome all forms of resistance to the light. We pray for the truth to be revealed in our heart and in our mind, and for love to prevail on earth as it is in heaven. We are united. Yes, we are one and we are united with a holy purpose. Yes, yes, yes. I added a little bit there on the end, but (laughs) this to me is so important for us to be aware of right now that this is the time that we were born for. I imagine us all in another dimension and the opportunity to come and experience this now and to incarnate at this time was offered and we were the people jumping up and down, raising our hand, going, oh, oh, pick me, pick me. I, I'd like to go. Yes, yes. Oh, I want to be there when that happens. I, I want to be there when the virus strikes and people are so frightened and so worried. I, I, I definitely want to be there then because I can be truly helpful. And oh, I'd so love that opportunity. This is the time that we chose. And there's a reason why we chose it, because it would test us. And we wished to grow through the testing. So there's a lot of talk of testing now. And for me, this is the best way to think of it. That this is a test of where we will put our focus and our attention. Will we hold the truth or will we accept the unacceptable ego thoughts? So... This is our holy moment. This is our divine opportunity to have, give all to all. So let's have compassion for everyone right now. Even people that seem to be acting in ways that are strange and silly, we can have compassion for them, but we don't we don't have to go along with them. So yesterday I was flying back from Los Angeles. I flew out there um last Wednesday and flew back yesterday, Monday. I went for a a conference and as I was going to the airport yesterday morning, quite early, uh, heading back to New Jersey, there was a woman who was also going to New Jersey on a different airline. And, uh, I was just making conversation. Uh, oftentimes, I do not do that. Uh, I don't really like... T- I'm, I'm an introvert, believe it or not. <laughs> and so I tend to uh, avoid that kind of interaction. Uh, but I know when I'm called to be helpful and when times are challenging, I feel it's good to just extend and give all to all. Give, extend compassion, extend kindness, extend human connection. And I, I don't remember, um, oh, I, I now, now it's coming back to me. She was, she wasn't sure what terminal her flight was from. And so somehow we started talking and, she mentioned that she thought all this concern about the virus was silly. Just silly. Just, you know, no need for all of this. Just silly. And I didn't have the same feeling about it. I don't feel concerned for my particular health, but I'm still being very cautious because I do not wish to be a transmitter. And I also know that the script is already written. And I also know that the more loving choices we make, the more the script opens up to more loving choices. So I'm looking for the loving choices in each and every moment. So I didn't need to make her wrong. But I did wish to let her know uh, 
that uh, there was some um, real concern that people had. And I thought, well, she's perhaps not watching the news or she's watching news that is not accurate, which because there's a lot of that these days. So uh, I I remember talking with her and extending love and compassion and gentleness and in a kind way encouraging her to perhaps get informed. So she's not unwittingly extending something other than love and compassion. And so I'm I'm being very careful in my words because I absolutely do know that the script is already written. I don't worry about accidental death or anything like that. I was sharing the other day with a friend that uh, years ago I had a friend who was had been interviewed for a movie, a documentary about near-death experiences of a particular kind. And I'm sorry, I don't remember the movie at all, or and I never saw it. But my friend had been in a car accident that... Uh, was in a very public area. It was in front of the Veterans Building in Los Angeles, which is one of the busiest corners in Los Angeles. And there's a hundred cameras, she said, recording the activity on that corner from all angles because it's near a bunch of important public buildings like the Veterans Administration and There's a big post office there and government offices and things like that. So she was driving there when her car was hit and her car was uh, demolished. It literally burst into flames, exploded. Her car exploded. She was in a little sports car, completely totaled from the explosion. Now, she was in the car when it exploded. However, she found herself on the street corner. And the, she, was not in, she did not leave the car. Yet, somehow, she was transported to the corner. The curb. She did not leave the car. Yet somehow she was transported to the curb. And with a hundred videos, they looked at the video. They saw she did not exit the car. She appeared on the corner. So to me, that's further evidence that no one can die before their time. That there's actually no such thing as an accidental death. There is no such thing as an accidental death. That is my understanding of how this reality works. So I don't fear accidental death because I don't believe it's a thing. Even though it sure looks like it, I don't believe it's a thing. There are many things in this world that could convince you of one thing or another but that doesn't make them true. I do believe the script is already written and it has multi-levels and we can move from a lower level to a higher level and we do through our loving choices. I've talked about this many times in this broadcast, so I'm going to leave it at that for now. So this is one of the reasons why I don't fear the pandemic. I choose not to be afraid, although I recognize that when I'm irritated or frustrated in any way, shape, or form, that is a sign that I'm afraid. And that from a spiritual perspective, I am accepting 
the unacceptable. I'm accepting my opinions, my judgments, my beliefs, and that is a challenge to me. It's a challenge to my mental state, and I can change my mind if I wish to. And I do wish to. Yes, I do not wish to accept the unacceptable. Let me keep my mind stayed on thee. And one of the best ways to do that is to focus on this principle to have give all to all. Because if I'm extending love and compassion, if I'm seeing things rightly for my neighbors as well as myself, then I am lining up with the consciousness of all good and I am not accepting the ego's premises. Well, I'm going to pause here because it's time for me to take a break. I'm Jennifer Hadley. You're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio. We're living the love. We're walking the talk. And I'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. And we're back. And it occurred to me on the break that I'll share just a couple of things related to my experience of traveling to the West Coast and back. That when I went out on Wednesday last week, the plane was probably about 30% full. And when I came back yesterday, I would say it was about 5% full. Pretty empty. And in both airports, LAX, one of the world's biggest airports, Newark Airport, another huge airport, uh, the mood was calm. I didn't see a lot of masks. I saw some. Uh, I didn't see a lot of gloves. I saw some. And I do see that people are cautious and washing their hands. I've never washed my hands so much. (laughs) Uh, Washing hands, moisturizer. Washing hands, moisturizer. And uh, on the plane yesterday, the uh, staff uh, gave us meals from first class. They served, they said, we've got them, so we're sharing them because we have enough for everybody. So um, I will say it didn't speak well of the food in first class, but anyway, um, uh I mean, because just because it wasn't, I got the French toast and I, it really wasn't very good. But anyway, uh, the fruit was good. And that was nice. They were so nice and so peaceful coming and going, the staff on the planes. And that was nice. And yesterday morning when I checked in my baggage, the gentleman there was very helpful and nice. And I just looked at him and I said, Thank you for being here. And I could tell it really touched to me. He said, well, thank you for saying that. And because for sure, if the staff wasn't showing up, and then I couldn't, couldn't travel. And, and I did wish to return home. Uh, and so now is the time for extra courtesy and, and being peaceful and harmonious. Uh, I always, one of the things I like about traveling, though I don't really like to travel, I'm totally over it, uh, and I would rather stay in one place, but I feel guided to go to places, and I go where I'm guided, because if you pray for guidance and then you don't follow it, that's a kind of crazy, I I don't want to be a part of it anymore. I did that for years, and now I pray for guidance, and I do my best to follow it. And not that I'm perfect at following it, I aspire to be. 
But um, when the one of the things I do actually really enjoy about traveling is being able to be kind and generous and thoughtful with people I may never see again, one-time option. So I like to tip the maids in the hotels. I like to tip all the drivers and the people who help along the way. I like to give them tips and be generous. I, I At home, left to my own devices, I prefer to stay in. Like I said, I'm an introvert and cook my own food and just be more quiet. But um, when I do go out, I like to tip generously and to um, appreciate the people I meet. So this is a time for extra kindness and cordiality, because you never know what people are going through. People can really hide it and mask it. So this is the time we were born for, to be of service and to be truly helpful And Spirit will always guide us to how we can be truly helpful. Our willingness is all that's required. So sometimes when times are very challenging, it can be that we um, accept the unacceptable in terms of we collapse under the weight of it, right? So... uh, People are hoarding things. So when we hoard things, we're broadcasting to the world, I'm anticipating there will not be enough. I need to protect myself and my family because God will not do it. I cannot place my trust and faith in God. I must make a way for myself. Spirit does not fully support me, so I have to hoard. And the case that's been made by people, I'm grateful that people are making the case if, if people are hoarding things that other people really need, you know, like someone who's not immunocompromised, doesn't have respiratory challenges, is hoarding sanitizer and people who really need it can't get it, that, that that's not, not going to protect you, you see, because your thoughts are what make you invulnerable. Those who serve are invulnerable. This is the teaching of A Course in Miracles. This, the, the, those who extend love and compassion, they are the ones who are invulnerable. They are the ones. The tr- Course in Miracles says the truly helpful are invulnerable because they are not protecting their egos, and so nothing can hurt them. So if we're hoarding, we're accepting the unacceptable. We're accepting the unacceptable that spirit will not protect us, that we are not loved. So let us not do that. This is a time for trust and faith. Now, trust and faith is different than fantasy or wishful thinking. Those are different things than trust and faith. But we can trust that we are divinely guided guarded and protected. And I do. I do. I know that everything works together for good and there are no exceptions. Let me make no exceptions today. Now, in this instance. So it's tempting when there is a sense of scarcity and lack and fear to buy into it, right? That's the real virus, fear. But those who are truly helpful are invulnerable. If you'd like to know it, practice it. So let's go back to the lessons of the Holy Spirit. Chapter 6, Section 5. 
first one to have give all to all so we we got that covered second one to have peace teach peace to learn it teach peace to learn it if you'd like to have the peace of god then fundamentally there's a recognition that can be helpful here if you don't feel you have the peace of god it's because you're blocking it in your awareness it's already been given to us of course the miracle says ask and it is given because it's already been given ask and it's given because it's already been given it's already been given It's already been given. Yes. So, the peace of God is already ours, but we are rejecting it by accepting the unacceptable. That God doesn't love us, we're not good enough, and we are unworthy. To me, it's so helpful to really shine a light on the falsehood that peace is something we get. Because if we think that peace is something that we get, then what we're doing is we're affirming that we don't already have it, that it's not ours. And then how do we get it? Do we have to earn it? Is that how we get it? Is God withholding the peace from us because we're bad? You see, it brings all these thoughts into our consciousness. All these thoughts of separation. I'm separate from the peace because I don't deserve it. Something's wrong with me. I'm not good enough. Something happening in our awareness that is blocking the experience of peace The peace of God is already ours. The love of God is already ours. This is one of the core principles that I teach in Finding Freedom and in Masterful Living, that these spiritual qualities, love, joy, freedom, peace, harmony, abundance, prosperity, beauty, wisdom, clarity, purity, all of these spiritual qualities and more are our true identity. They are aspects of our very essence and nature. And so if we're not experiencing them, we're blocking them with our beliefs. So that's why all we really have to do, and this is core to A Course of Miracles, is be willing to relinquish our attachment to what we believe. Remember always what we believe isn't true because we don't believe the truth, we know the truth. So if you hear yourself say, well, I believe, that right there is a ding, 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 an alarm bell going off in your consciousness saying, wait a minute, I just said, I believe. Do I want to keep that? Whatever comes after that. Or would I rather know the truth? Let me relinquish all the beliefs. The beliefs that we have are the evidence of us accepting the unacceptable. Because when we know the truth, we know it. We know it. And underneath our unbelief of the truth still is there the awareness of the truth in our mind. So we can't add one cubit to our stature. We already have and are the perfect love of God. Our job is to recognize it. And the best tool we have for that is to see it in our brothers and sisters to see their perfection and their holiness. 
Some people lack compassion. They lack empathy. They lack the ability to care about others. And so that's their learning. What is life like when I have no empathy and compassion for others? That's a learning for them. It's not an easy learning. I, I would not wish to be learning that. No. No, I wouldn't. That does not seem like fun. So when you see someone, whether it's on television or in the news or in your family or your workplace, who seems to lack compassion and empathy, even if it's you, my friend, in that moment you lack compassion for someone who's going through a difficult time. Anybody who's being mean or uncaring to others is going through a difficult time. They've lost the thing that makes them whole in their experience. They'll always be whole in truth, but in their experience, there's a block to love. Extending compassion to have give all to all, to have peace, teach peace, to learn it. If you see people arguing, it's not that you get involved, right? But you can just pray for them. You can bless them. So let's bless everyone who's having a hard time right now. Let's bless all the people who work in the financial markets, in the hospitals, in the government, all the people who work in the restaurants, all the people who work in the gyms, right? Uh, my, my gym is closed. I was planning to go there this morning. And before the broadcast, nope, that's not happening. Gym is closed uh, here in New Jersey. And I'd like to go visit my family. They ha- got a new puppy over the weekend. But I'm going to wait until I feel that it's clear I'm not carrying anything from my trip, right? So let's just extend love and compassion to everyone. Let's be mindful of everything and everyone. Here's, here's another way for us to look at this. Because you might be thinking, oh, this is such a burden. It's such a burden. Let's turn that around, okay? So if you're thinking, oh, this time is such a burden, you're accepting the unacceptable. Everything works together for good, and there are no exceptions except in the opinion of the ego. Let's not make any exceptions. So if everything works together for good and... I can't go to work. I can't earn any money. I can't pay my bills. I can't somehow, some way, this is for good for me. It has to be. There are no exceptions. I will not start making them in times of trouble. Okay? Now is the time for me to dig in and be more committed than ever. This is the time for us to be more committed than we've ever, ever been at working at the level of the mind. Seek not to change the world, but to change your mind about the world. Today is the day for you to practice. Today is the day for me to practice. We have practice time. How can you be of service? Those who are truly helpful are invulnerable. The truly helpful are invulnerable because they are not protecting their egos and so nothing can hurt them. Now, sometimes people, their ego is propelling them to be of service. They're doing it to get recognition. They're doing it being of service to feel good. Let's not do that. 
because that's not that is protecting the ego. So the truly helpful are invulnerable because they are not protecting their egos, and so nothing can hurt them. I was thinking this morning that if I were in a different situation with work, and I couldn't work because my place of business, like I'm thinking of the personal trainers in the gym. I don't have a personal trainer, but I know personal trainers, and people who I, you know what flashed in my mind this morning is so funny? Of the people who would be unemployed, erotic dancers would be unemployed, right? Um, I was thinking of the Chippendales guys and people just going through restaurants and places of business and blessing people, <clears throat> and that came into my mind. So let's say that was, you know, I was doing something like that. That's my profession. What could I do now? Well... Um, you know what I could do is I could let everybody in my area know that I'm willing to go to the store for you. I will run your errands for you. And I'll work for tips. Something like that. And I'd figure out how to to do that. I would. I'll walk your dog for you. I'll become a dog walker. You know, there may be people in this time that would be afraid to walk their dogs. I have a friend who's shut in. She's over 65 and she can't, she, she's, she, she doesn't have the coronavirus, but she's ill. She has got some kind of a cold or something and she is just quarantining herself. She can't get a test. She's in New York City. She can't get a test. So she's kind of stuck in that sense. And um, so I I called her yesterday. I've been checking in on her every day. And I called her yesterday, and uh, she said she was feeling a little worse, that she's made a bunch of calls. There's no way for her to get a test. She doesn't have a fever. So she doesn't have symptoms that warrant getting a test there aren't enough tests for everybody in in new in the new york area because the outbreak is so big there and i said to her because she doesn't have family to take care of her and things like that and she's older and she's got a little dog and she's in the new york city i said just know that if you needed me to I would come and get you I would bring you here and I would take care of you I would I would happily do that for you so you don't have to worry about that and she said you know that really means a lot to me because I've really been thinking about what could I do what are my resources she doesn't have money she doesn't have these things and there are a lot of people in situations like that so if you have time and energy to be truly helpful one thing you can do if you you know maybe you feel you're you're compromised you can call people you can call everyone you know and just methodically start calling everybody find out who's worried and who's afraid and start checking in on them every day I have a friend in uh, L.A. whose husband uh, came down with a very bad case of the flu, uh, was home. They have two little boys. Um, uh, They didn't want to have anybody come over to help them because he had the flu so bad. And, um, And then he just really took a turn for the worse. Uh, And so... He, uh, my friend took him, his husband, to the hospital and had to basically just drop him off because they've got two little boys and they can't get anybody else in to help care because they don't want to transmit that flu. He, uh, the husband was tested for coronavirus. Uh, they thought he doesn't have flu, he has pneumonia. And it turned out it took a couple days for the test to be processed because here in the United States, we don't have uh, all that um, quick turnaround and things. We're not set up for that yet. Uh, It turned out he does have the coronavirus. So once he got into, 
he, he got through the worst of it probably at home and is on the mend, but he's quarantined in the hospital for two weeks now, even though he's getting better every day. The family is in a small apartment, two little boys, two toddlers, um, two boys under the age of five, and the father, he can't, he can't get anybody to help him. He's just home with the kids. They're going nuts because they can't leave the house. And no one can come in to help, and no one can come in to play. So what can we do? I started thinking, what can I do? I can't go be with my nephew right now. What can I do? Well, I, I don't know. It just came into my mind. I'm going to get one of those things with the quarters. You can you know, collect all 50 quarters and put them in a little map in a folder. You have 50 quarters from 50 states. I don't know. That came into my mind. What can I say? Things open your mind you know, because I'm thinking we could go through the house every, you know, pull out everybody's quarters. It might occupy them for an hour, something we could do together. We This weekend, we can all play games and stay in the house and watch movies and stuff like that. I've got a movie screen, and we can set up the movie screen. We can cook food, and we'll be fine. We'll be absolutely fine. But there's a lot of people who might not have great times with their families and things like that so there's all kinds of stuff going on look outside yourself and to have peace teach peace to learn it now is the time you are anointed don't wait for another time now is the time start calling people i'm going to mention briefly that stay tuned to my newsletter and things that i'm doing I'm going to be offering more in this time. And I am doing an online retreat, Recovery from Sexual Abuse, the first weekend in April. How is How magnificent that God has got me doing an online retreat, my first ever. Details at jenniferhadley.com. Let's say a prayer here. So grateful and thankful for the infinite love of God shining in our heart and in our mind. We share the benefits of healing with everyone. We let it be, and so it is. Amen, amen, amen. I love you. Mwah.